What's going on? You're tuning to the Justin Henry Show. You're, of course, with your host, Justin Henry. And I got my man, Johnny VTV, John Venezia, my man from NBC Sports Edge. Bro, we've been, we've been in talk for a long time, man. I'm glad we can make this happen. Hey, man. I uh, I love coming out with my boy, Jayhan. Appreciate you having me. And uh, I'm, I'm loving all the stuff that you're doing, bro. We just talked about this off air. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir, man. Likewise, man. Both some risers in the game. So I know this will be a fun combo, man. I think people like, you know what I'm saying? You're, you got the energy, and I think people are going to see it right now. But let's get off with some – let's first talk about some breaking news, and then we'll get into, like, NFL division talk, talk about who we think is going to win the division, what odds are looking good for you, and then talk about some QB futures too, man. We got some prize picks, QB futures that we, go, that we can go through, and we'll answer some questions there at the end too. But – uh, first of all, man, some big news out today. Mitch Trubisky was named the starter for Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Obviously, they drafted Kenny Pickett. Uh, and then also Mason Rudolph had been making a little bit of noise, man. I, I didn't think that there was any way in hell he was going to be named the starter. What are your thoughts overall on Mitch Trubisky being named the starter this early on? Hang on one sec. You know what? Here's the thing about Mitch Trubisky. At his peak, you know, he's he's solid. He's a reliable fantasy guy for, you know, wide receivers, running backs, what have you. I don't think he's going to be that guy that's going to get the Pittsburgh Steelers to the playoffs in the post-Ben uh, Roethlisberger era. I think he'll provide some nice fantasy value. He'll have some winning games. He's just too inconsistent. I think maybe Mike Tomlin might get the most out of him because Tomlin's been a great coach. He's been one of the best coaches in the league for 15 years. But ultimately, I just don't think this is going to be enough. I think, you know, if let's say the Steelers go one and four, one and five, two and five to start the season, people are going to want to see Kenny Pickett. So I think yeah. ultimately he's going to be on a very short leash early on. And, you know, it'll provide some fantasy value. But in terms of winning, I'm not there for it. You know, I think that it actually is. the I, I'm on the other side. I think if they're trying to win games, you have to go with Trubisky. But it is going to get to a point, like you said, where the, the record is going to start to be a factor. And it's like, how long do you give Trubisky? Do you give him five games? Do you give him 12 games? Do you give him 15 games and just let Pickett come in at the end? Like, it doesn't smell like this is going to be a very good season for the Pittsburgh Steelers at all. And I think the rest of the team's going to be drinking a lot of Bud Lights there with you. You know what I'm saying? At the end, you got to drink away your sorrows after this season for the Steelers, bro. Like to me, I like what I like what Trubisky brings. He brings a little bit of an edge. He had some winning with the with the Bills. Obviously, we saw him kind of flame out there in Chicago. It's a redemption story. It's not like he doesn't have weapons. They got Najee. We've been seeing George Pickens light it up all training camp. Mm -hmm. So you know, Claypool's there. Deontay Johnson, one of the top receivers in the league. He's set up for success. Do you let me ask you, like, maybe I could buy them winning games if the line was better. The line pretty much went out the door yeah. with Ben Roethlisberger. It's not the same. They're talking about Najee Harris dropping off some of his workload last year because he literally got like 30 touches a game, you know, like clockwork. The defense isn't as good as it was. Obviously, you have TJ Watt and you have a couple other key pieces, but this is not the same team. You know, you don't know what George Pickens is going to do. Fryermuth, maybe right. he doesn't develop like he's supposed to. Deontay Johnson, he just got paid. You know, sometimes you see guys that just get paid. They don't give it their all. Chase Claypool, I never want to hear his name again because he's just <laughs> – he all he cares about is social media and I celebrating. Think he's bounce back. Bro, you know what? If he bounces back, God bless. I'm never drafting him again. I'm never touching <laughs> him again. Yo, the offensive line to me is a big deal, right? Obviously, it's one of the worst in the league. But at the same time, this unit, they drafted a few guys, and the unit probably will get 
better because they're younger, right? So I don't think that it's just one of those old, stale lines. But also, that's why you go put in a guy like Trubisky instead of Kenny Pickett. Trubisky's a little bit more mobile, man. He's going he's gonna to move around the pocket. He probably knows how to avoid pressure a little bit now that he's more experienced. I think putting Kenny Pickett behind that line this early on in his career might spell doom anyway. So to me, I think Kenny, Kenny Pickett, I want that line. I want to see the line improved. I want to see the weapons stay healthy throughout the season before he gets in there. I'm, I know the boy can sling it, but I think Trubisky can avoid danger a little bit better than, uh, than Kenny Pickett. So uh, speaking of O-line, man, Makai Becton is out for the year for the Jets. That's a massive loss on the best tackles in the game. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Because obviously this team is very young and needs protection. We're talking about Zach Wilson, the run game with Brees Hall now. Like, what are your initial thoughts with this injury? Well, you know, we never like to see a guy get hurt, especially somebody of like this talent, this uh, caliber. And, you know, he's young. You don't like to see it. I think the biggest impact this is going to have is for the people that are looking to draft Brees Hall. I still don't think this is going to be the end-all, be-all if Brees Hall has a good or a bad year. But you certainly want to have a stalwart tackle on that offensive line if you're a running back, if you're any offensive skill player. So I think, you know, you might maybe recalibrate your expectations for him. But for the Jets, what do we really expect? Our win total is sitting around five and a half, six and a half. I don't think this is going to impact them that much for the playoffs. I mean, Zach Wilson might be running for his life a little bit. We know he likes to run a little bit <laughs> off the field. <laughs> uh, knew that was coming. <laughs> knew that coaches. was coming, man. Yeah, I had to work it in. You know, uh, I think I, I think it's it, it's tough to replace a guy like that because he's a beast. You know, he can do it all for you. And for a young guy like Zach Wilson who needs that extra time, yeah. You know, this is going to be something they really have to address. It is, man, because they got all those young guys, man. Garrett, they just drafted Garrett Wilson in the draft, too. Like, they're not going to have any time. That Wilson-Wilson connection is not going to be seen this year now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even with Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, these weapons, bro, it's, it's one of those things where you need that time to develop. Like, you need that time for the plays to develop because they're so young, just like we talked about with the Steelers. So, uh, in my eyes, man, it might be a little bit more of a struggle, but they were a young team anyway. Those expectations a lot of Jets fans had, though, of them – proceeding to that next level i think you got to temper those expectations just a little bit now um and then let's also get into roquan smith asking for a trade that whole this chicago bears bro like this situation's ugly out there like i thought when Nagy left it was going to solve all their problems they got a whole nother situation out there roquan smith asking to be traded how far the bears have fallen since 2018 maybe even 2019 the problem is, is Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith is one of the few assets that the Bears have. So he's a guy who's been in the league for a while. You know, he, he wants to get paid. He's got money and he wants to go to a winner. He sees this, this Bears team is going to be contending for the 2023 top seed. Why yeah. would he want to waste a year where I still think he's in his prime playing for a team like this? He's talking about getting, you know, sent to New England, playing for Bill Belichick, who if you're obviously a football fan, you know what Bill Belichick does. He maximizes player talent, player valuations, all that. And honestly, I think New England's going to be a really good team this year fighting for the AFC East crown, another playoff spot. So I see Roquan yeah. Smith wanting to go play for, for a contender at this point in his career. I have no problem with it. It's just really not going to be a good season for the Bears. They're probably going to be an every week fade against the spread. No questions asked. I, I feel like they're going to have to give them up, and it, it'll go to a team. It'll be like a team like the Chargers, like who already re-upped. They got Khalil Mack, too. Like, it'll be some something stupid like that where he just goes to a contender and just makes them elite. So, 
I hope he gets his wish, man. The Bears organization, I don't know what's going on there, but hopefully they turn it around here very soon. Uh, and then lastly, before we move on to uh, these divisional picks, you catch hard knocks at all, man. You've been seeing this stuff. Jamal Williams going crazy. Dan Campbell looks like a lightning bolt in a bottle, man. You've been seeing any of this stuff online. It's been crazy to watch. Yeah, I've been catching some of it. I actually watched uh, Jamal Williams' speech, I think it was last night, and it's heartfelt, man. As a fantasy guy, I absolutely hate him. I cannot stand Jamal Williams. But real life, he seems like a good dude. You know, he seems like that kind of guy that you'd want to play with, that he gives it his all, and he's just always got your back. So it was a very heartfelt speech. And honestly, even before that, I I think the Lions are going to be a formidable opponent this year. They're not yeah. going to be a pushover. Dan Campbell is my pick, honestly, for coach of the year. I think DeAndre Swift is going to build on what he did last year. He was going to lead the league in catches for a running back before, you know, he falls on his shoulder and he's out for a month. Yeah. But, you know, Jared <laughs> Goff, they got Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamo Williams, you know, if and when he comes back, DJ Chark, Hawkinson. Goff just got to be steady, Eddie, a solid line, building defense with uh, Hutchinson. I think the Lions might surprise people and – might sneak in the playoffs in this week NFC. Man, I really like playoffs. Might be a little bit of a reach. That might be a little bit of a reach. But you, I guess. On, hey, listen, buddy. I guess we'll see in January. <laughs> but you, hey, real talk. You were spot on though about Dan Campbell and just watching it last night. The passion that he gets out of his players, like being a former player himself and having that whole coaching staff full of former players, you can tell the impact it has on the team. Jamal Williams was like damn near crying while he was screaming at it, at the team, man, just full of passion. And even some of the side stuff too. There was a, a part where Aiden Hutchinson had to go up in front of the team as the rookie and did the Michael Jackson, uh, Billy Jean, man. It was so hilarious, bro. Like the energy from that team is contagious, dog. So I'm looking forward to watching it. I actually didn't watch Hard Knocks last year or haven't watched it in a while. This will be the first time I actually watch it because that Lions team is going to be fun to watch this year, man. I got news for you, Jay Hen. What so, you got for me? So the Dan Campbell coach of the year thing. Yeah. If if the Lions make the playoffs, it's almost like a lock that he's going to win it. I, I would don't see know. the only bro, bro. They haven't made the playoffs since what? Uh, Matthew Stafford, I think twenty twelve. I think the coach of the year always goes. To, coach of the year always goes to somebody that's like a top seed though. Yeah, but yeah, but in this situation, a team that hasn't made the playoffs in ten years, this guy comes in, and the only way I can see maybe he doesn't get it is if like the Saints go thirteen and four, yeah, uh, yeah, thirteen and four, get the top seed with without Sean Payton, and it goes to Dennis Allen or your boy Herbie fully loaded decides he's going to take he's going to take the Chargers to the top of the AFC, and Brandon Stanley would win it. So, I don't think Stanley's going to win it. I think uh, I think it's going to be Dan Cam- – if the Lions make the playoffs, and I think that's what it's going to take, then Dan Campbell is going to is going to win the coach of the year. That That's my opinion. All right, Ben. Well, we're going to get into this part called Straight Up. We're talking betting right now. So it's straight up, obviously. And one of the, the things that's fun to talk about before the season, before preseason gets fully loaded, uh, we're going to talk about these divisional odds, man, because there's some there's some value, I think, out there. With, there's a lot of unknowns for some reason this season with all the trades, players coming back from injury. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and show you guys the NFL odds, if I could pull it up, right? Via now, Via FanDuel. We are getting this via the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. And so, Johnny, my man, when you're looking at divisional winners, are you like, hey, I, I'm searching for, like, the value? Are you looking for who I absolutely think is going to win, whether you got to lay chalk or not? Like, what's your strategy when it comes to picking division winners? 
So it's always it's always checking the landscape of the division of each team and, of course, the odds. Now, there's certain odds. For example, we see the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. That's the first team. I would never lay minus 220. I think that's stupid. I think, obviously, the Bills are very inflated this year, and if you're going to attack them in any way, it would be in the futures market. However, you know, sometimes you got to take the value where it's at. In this case, though, the Buffalo Bills, I don't think that's a team I'm backing regardless of the price because I don't believe in them like everybody else does. I did not believe in them like that last year, and I think losing Brian Dable cannot be stated enough. That is a huge loss no matter how talented this Bills team is. I still think they probably win at least 10, maybe 11 games this year. They'll make the playoffs. For the money, though, plus 500, Mac Jones is taking the training wheels off in year two. He's getting a lot of praise. I like the Patriots to sneak up and win this division. They were pretty close last year with Mac Jones as a rookie. It wasn't far off that the Patriots were going to win the division in 2021, despite all the hype from the Bills, who were supposed to be the Super Bowl winning team, according to many, at least the representative in the AFC. Now it's a little bit better of a team. Now if they get Roquan Smith, I really like to take a shot on the Patriots. The Dolphins, I am not in on. I need to see it before I believe it. If they win, so be it, but not it for me. You know, this is to me, this is the Bills division. Like, I don't see any other team beating the Bills. Like, none. I don't think it's even close. And to me, if I was going to place a bet, I probably would just lay the chalk with the Bills, bro. Like, honestly, there's not a lot of money in that. But there's no other team to me that I feel like everybody else is a waste. They're not good enough. The Bills are going to, they're coming for blood this year. Only way I can see it happening, something happens with Josh Allen. Other than that, they got they got Von Miller there on, added to the defense. If I had to go with somebody other than the Bills, I'm looking at the Dolphins, right? And what Mike McDaniel's able to do, bringing in a lot of the talent that they brought in, Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert in the backfield. The team just seems like they're they're a step away from winning the division. And I don't, I'm not a big fan like the Pats. I know you got Belichick there, but losing Josh McDaniel might might be bigger than people think. Uh, yeah, listen, Josh McDaniel was I want to see how he does in Vegas. Like almost every other coach that have ever coached with Bill Belichick, they have failed elsewhere. Josh McDaniels was a flop in Denver as a head coach with Jay Cutler. That's just the fact of the matter. And when you're with Bill Belichick, everybody seems to, you know, overperform and outperform their expectations. Yeah. But honestly, listen, I understand you with the Bills here, but I would never lay that price, especially preseason. I would wait till we get yeah. more in season because let's call it what it is. The Bills are at the Rams week one. That is a very losable game. I think the Rams are going to win. Super Bowl champions, the last 12 years, off the you know the first game next year, they're 8-3 and three with a margin of victory of over 10 points. That would be the Rams. I think they win. They have Tennessee. Even though Tennessee is different this year, if King Henry runs the way he is, is capable of, you know, Tennessee is going to be a tough one. Miami, they'll mop. Baltimore, they could lose to. Pittsburgh, you know, they'll probably beat. Kansas City, they could lose to. Green Bay, they Good could schedule. lose to. That's their first seven games. That's so a tough schedule. Yeah, we could be looking at two and five, three and four potentially. Then if that's the case, you're going to get the Bills to win the AFC East at a much better price midway through the season. So if you want to bet the Bills in the division, I would probably wait until right around that week eight game uh, against Green Bay on Sunday night. Ooh, that's a that's the gym right there, baby. Johnny be bringing that heat today, bro. Cheers to that, dog. I got my coffee. I'm going to cheers to that with the coffee. You know what I'm saying? 
Man, that's that's some heat, bro. But love the value there. Let's move on to the AFC North, which I think is going to be a little bit more controversial than the AFC East. So the AFC no North. No controversy. No controversy. So you got Ravens all the way. Ravens all the way. Ravens all the way. No, no questions asked. No questions asked. Let, I'll give you the, the skinny synopsis. Mad quick. Lamar Jackson, you know I'm not a huge fan of his. I'm, I'm not a big Lamar I Jackson guy. I think he's personally, he seems like a very nice kid. He's a, he's a great athlete. And I think in this situation, in this offense, he's going to be able to do enough. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a big year, honestly. It wouldn't. You know, coming back with the injuries, if it wasn't for COVID and injuries, the Bengals wouldn't even have come close to making the playoffs and probably the Super Bowl because the Browns and the Ravens would have had a lot to say about it. They got ransacked by injuries and COVID. And Baltimore, they lose their two starting corners. They lose their two starting running backs. You know, two days before uh, the season starts, yeah, they trade Hollywood Brown. I think that's why Lamar might have some struggles in the past game outside of the stud that is Mark Andrews. They had another great draft because Eric DaCosta is the biggest finesser in all of football. He just knows how to get guys for cheap and maximize them. I think the Ravens are running away with this. I think they're probably a 12-win team. I don't think it's close. The Browns are a mess right now with the Sean Watson situation. And the Bengals, they are going to have a regression this year, even if statistically they're pretty good. Now, the Browns' odds have changed a lot over the last two weeks, and I'm sure they're going to continue to change as we find out information about Deshaun Watson. To me, I think the Ravens are a lock also. I, I thought for sure you would be coming in heavy with the Bengals. I can see some regression with the Bengals this year. They, they did catch fire towards the end of last year, and they outperformed, I think, their talent. I think they're a very talented young team, but I think they performed at their ceiling, whereas the Ravens, like you mentioned, getting a lot healthier, getting those guys back. Lamar missed some games last year, missed some time mm-hmm. with injuries, with COVID last year. So we get to see a full season, hopefully, of, of the Ravens. The Steelers down there are going to be a non-factor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But to me, the Browns, once we figure out that whole situation, if Deshaun, if Deshaun's only suspended for six games – that that actually does change my my opinion on this because I think the Browns could be more of a contender with that defense with that run game and Deshaun in the passing game. I don't think he plays this year. I don't, to be honest. But I don't think that I think that that could be value if he's only suspended for six games. Let me tell you why that's value. If let's say he's suspended for six games, now we know we could we, you know we could go down the whole rabbit hole of should he be suspended for x amount of game for the whole season like that's not what we're talking about if he's suspended for 6 games this is why the NFL did the Browns such a favor their first 6 games with Watson at least sitting out for the Panthers the Baker Mayfield revenge game the Jets the Steelers the Falcons the Chargers and the Patriots those are the first 6 games that's realistically yeah, they realistically, they probably, you know, lose Chargers, Patriots. Then they immediately turn around. They get the Ravens. Then they get the Bengals going into their bye. But their backloaded schedule, bro, they got Miami. They got Buffalo. They got Tampa. They got Cincy. They got Baltimore. They got New Orleans. Like, they have a tough schedule backloaded. So getting Watson back in for that gives them a really good shot. But ultimately, man, I just think first year – who we don't even know if Washington really wants to play. He got 230 million. He could say, Bro, I got paid last year to do nothing. I'm getting paid this year, regardless. Like he he's on the bro, field, though. He's been on the field during training camp. He's supposed to be playing in the preseason. 
And his salary for this year is only a dollar. So you could be writing that he's not maybe motivated. But to me, I think he's he's trying to prove a lot of people wrong. He was still claiming innocence up until the, the verdict was out, until they decided that they were going to give him six games. So to me, I just I feel like the talent is there. When I look at yeah. this Browns team, it's a very talented team. They brought back uh, Genevieve Clowney. Uh, I know Kareem Hunt's going through his thing right now, but Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper got brought in for the low. David Njoku just got paid. Like, there's a lot of guys, I think, on this team that want to see success, and I feel like they're very close. They felt like they were a Deshaun Watson away with Baker Mayfield. Like, I, I'm not sure that it's out of reach. If he comes back week six and they've won three or four games, it could be very well within reach for the for the Browns to win. I, I, I don't think he plays this year. I think that they're going to either do like a 12-game or – or a full season. Um, but that's just just an interesting tidbit and good point there about that early season schedule. On paper, on paper, that all sounds good. All these guys got paid though, bro. Like not everybody who gets paid is like, all right, like, yo, I gotta go prove my work. But they're they're in it, they're in it for the money, a lot of these guys. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, bro, you, you do a job really well in yeah, in the NFL and in, in the hot and one of the biggest companies in the world. Like, yeah, bro, like. Go ahead. That that that's you. You want to get paid, and you're content with getting paid and nothing else. That's fine. Not everybody thinks like that, and not for nothing, dude. Even if that's true, and everybody wants to play to win, distractions like this, all this, yeah. all this divisiveness over over this. Not everybody's cool with Deshaun Watson and his actions in a locker room. I'm sure. So right. that also creates tension. And bro, believe me, I had the Browns going to the Super Bowl last year, and I was. I rate because even if Baker Mayfield doesn't miss some games, I think they're in the playoffs and then whatever happens happens. But you know, I'm out on the Browns now. Yeah. I, just... I, I am mad at you being out on the Browns. And I think most people are out on the Browns, just something to note, like something to keep in the yeah. back of your mind, especially if the odds change. Like right now they're at plus 300. If it happens to slip a little bit, even in the next couple of weeks before, before a final decision has been made by the NFL, just something, just something to note. If it's six games and it's locked into six games, that changes my opinion about that. Keep an eye on it for sure, if that's the case. Yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, sir. Let's move on to the AFC South. The AFC South, uh, this is not very exciting to me. Colts, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, my man Johnny. Who you rocking with and why? You got to ask? I mean, yeah, you know the, you know, ask. Well, you do got to ask. You do got to ask. So. It's the Colts. It's not even close. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know how much I love Matt Ryan. I think he's been an elite quarterback for a very long time. I think people have a very bad misconception about him because the last few years in Atlanta, stuff that wasn't even his fault, and he's played really well, and there's numbers that back it up. But just the eye test. I, I think it's not even close. They bring in a guy like Matt Ryan who, in my opinion, has got – he's 37. I think he's got at least – I think he's got at least three very good years of football left. Very good years. Yeah. So with that being said, he finally has a run game. He hasn't had a run game, a legit run game like this with Jonathan Taylor since Michael Turner over 10 years ago. He's never had a line like this. He's never had a defense like this. And he's only had a good defense twice in his career. That was 2012 yeah. and 2016. Because the Colts so, should be a top 10 defense for sure next year. I think the Colts are, are – I think the Colts are in the AFC Championship this game. I think they uh, this year. I think they win the division. Ooh. I think they probably win it by at least two games. I think they are all in, and they're going to have a monster year, even without Darius Leonard for, you know, a good chunk of this season. I think Michael Pittman is going to go way up. He's yeah. going to have a monster year. It's all Indianapolis to me. No questions about it. Well, and you made a good point about them 
being in the AFC Championship, I'm not sure I'd pin them in there because there's some tough-ass teams in this AFC right now. But they're going to have a really, really good record, probably be in competition for that bye uh, just because of the way that that defense is shaping up with Stephon Gilmore there now. Uh, and like you said, just the run game, having a run game, having Naheem Hines, even to be able to catch passes at the backfield, having a strong number one receiver in Michael Pittman, this team, this team is going to be – very good. Now, for fantasy purposes, if we were talking Matt Ryan, I'm not buying him for three years. But for this year, he's going to be elite in real football. I think this is the perfect setup for him, giving him the talent that he needs. And I think this team is going to win a lot of games. The one team I would be very, very interested in putting a little a little scratch on, though, I know Jacksonville. Yep. Jacksonville, bro. Like, with, with Doug Peterson there, if Trevor Lawrence takes any kind of step forward, there's a lot of youth on this team. They would need a lot to go right and a lot to go wrong for that Colts team because I'm not buying the Titans. I think the Titans are – they're a good on-paper team. They Losing A.J. Brown wasn't necessarily the the death the uh, death knife for them or whatever you want to call it, but I feel like Jacksonville could take a big step if Trevor Lawrence played any type of way special to that number one pick. I can see them making a move. I agree with you, actually. I've been uh, doing my – I've been writing up my AFC win totals, and I actually thought that the Jags have a good shot to win the number two spot in that division behind Indianapolis. I think ultimately, you know, the Jags are going to be a tough team. I love to see what Doug Peterson's doing. James Robinson has, you know, progressed incredibly well coming off his injury. What do you, I think he tear, he tore his Achilles, not his ACL. Yeah, they, believe, they need right? him though. Yeah. They need him. Um, they got a, you know, they spent like a drunken, a drunken sailor in free agency with Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, <laughs> Foyer. You know, they're going to be good. I just, I don't know if it's this year if I'm buying the big jump. I think if they're going to have a big jump, it'll be next year. I think 2023 I is where that big jump's going to come. I'm usually a year too early on like teams exploding or players exploding. And that's why I dubbed them incubator guys because like I've had them since their conception. Uh, I think next year's the year for the Jags, but I think they're going to show signs, maybe win about seven games. In I think, you know, you're not going to go in on the Texans out there, plus 2,500. You you don't think they're going to be the elite of the elite, bro? Bro, honestly, I I'm was thinking about it. I might go shoot up and play receiver for them. Uh, <laughs> a, you know, uh, <laughs> I might operate as the two receiver yeah. uh, across from Brandon Cooks. Yeah, man. Well, I, hey, I'm 6'4". I can rock at the tight end, so it's good. He'll, Davis Mills, give some more four? weapons, bro. 6'4", bro. What you think? You You're 6'4"? 6'4", bro. Dwarfing. 6'4", 260. So it's good. Bro, really? I, I, I need tight end, DN. It don't matter. I need confirmation on this. I, 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 I'm I, I'm be, I'm, I don't hey, know I can stand up right now. I can stand up right now. I wear a size 14 shoe, baby. So you know it's real. I Bro, I don't know if I'm more surprised that you're – you're big or, you know, when I found out you had like three kids, <laughs> I'm hey, bro, you're full of surprises. Old, man. I'm old. I'm tall, big, bro. I got it all, man. Loud. You call it whatever you want to call it, man. Hey, real <laughs> quick before we, before we switch up though, the Tennessee Titans, they're, they're second. Like, are you just fading them altogether? Like just because they lost AJ Brown, like this team, are we disrespecting them because they were a playoff team? They played really well. They got beat by the Bengals. They probably shouldn't have like, are you are we disrespecting the Titans right now? Because it's pretty much the same setup, just minus AJ Brown. No, uh, listen. I think the I think the Titans will be solid. I think seven or eight wins for the Titans. They'll be clawing for a playoff seed. The problem is, bro. Like their defense was never that good. Like they were 
better in real life than fantasy. And then probably a couple of years ago, they've just not been um, a good complement to their offense because their offense was their bread and butter. I think right. maybe their defense might take a step forward, but you lose A.J. Brown. I think Burks will be solid. I think Woods, if he comes back from his torn ACL, that's going to be a, a solid one too. I think the line took a little step back. Henry, I have no questions about. King Henry None. is going to be yeah. is going to eat this year. He's going to lead the league in rushing yards, rushing tutties. He's going to be a beast. Everybody's sleeping on my boy, the King. And you know what? They're going to be sorry about it yet again because they always sleep on him. But I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think Tannehill is – I think Tannehill's holding them back. If it wasn't for Tannehill, I think realistically they should beat the Bengals. He throws, th- what, three interceptions? He pretty much starts yes. and ends the game with a pick. I, you know – I think he's holding them back, and I think ultimately he's going to be the reason why they don't make the playoffs. Whew, that's tough because King Henry, he came back ready from that injury too, came back ready to play. So mm. let's go AFC West, bro. This is probably the toughest division out of all of them to pick the winner. To uh, It's just the most talented division. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I still think the Chiefs uh, are the king of this division, man. And to me, it's, you know, even with the loss of Tyreek Hill, loss of Tyran Matthew, I still think this team is in championship mode. Like, I, I think that they're better than the Chargers with all their additions. They're better than the Broncos with all their changes. The the Raiders got Tay, and I still think I would pick the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes out of all these teams. Is, is, is that what you're thinking? Is, is you that know, what that's thinking? what I know because I know where you're headed with this and that damn lightning bolt sitting there right in your face. <laughs> so let me hear it. Let me hear it because I, I know I'm going to hear a monologue right now about the Chargers. So I'm Jay Han, Jay Han, Jay Han, Jay Han, Bolt up. It's the Chargers season. Herbie fully loaded is going to be the MVP. You know, when the Rams won the Super Bowl this, this February, that was the second consecutive season that I correctly predicted the Super Bowl winner in the preseason. About a week after the Rams won, I had a dream. I had a vision. Justin Herbert, with 37 seconds left in the Super Bowl, down by four, throws the game-winning touchdown to Keen Daddy on a crossing route. Chargers win the Super Bowl. No question. They're going to win the division. They're going to win 12 or 13 games this year. The reason, aside from their disgustingly good roster, is Brandon Staley plays or coaches like a kid plays Madden. He goes for it on every fourth down, which I don't have a problem with, but I have a problem with some of his calls. Now, they had a lot of things on fourth down go against them, whether it's stupid decisions or just whatever the case is. There's going to be a regression to the mean, and I think they're going to pick up a lot of those fourth downs they that they didn't last year. And I think some of those bad coaching decisions are going to regress to the mean and start going into the positive direction for the Chargers. They are going to win this division. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Your honor, no objections. You know, playing Madden is, is a risky thing when it comes to the NFL. And I think this team is much improved. Obviously, the defense getting Cleo Mack, J.C. Jackson, like the defense is much improved, which was their Achilles heel last year. It scored with the best of them, couldn't get a stop. The run defense was was bad. The run defense is bad, which could, you know, at the end of the day, that could still be a thing for them this year. I think they got to stay healthy. Herbert has to take the next step as a leader, as a winner, converting those fourth downs. And maybe we're in talks, but he's got to be able to, to match up, look at Mahomes in the eye. He did it already. We've seen, we've seen him give, uh, give the Mahomes a cold shoulder before. But now it has to be executed on the field. I just don't – I think the team that's actually better than the Chargers is the Broncos. Ew. 
I like the Broncos better with rest. Give me rest. Oh. Give me rest in that setup over there better than the Chargers right now. I think oh the Chargers are just everybody's God. darling. They're expecting them to take the next leap. But we got to see them win. We see the, we see the numbers. High-profile offense, the Madden-type offense in play calling. I like the Broncos a little bit better with Russ. All right, listen. I love you to death, but you're just you're missing you're missing the point here. You're just, you're missing it a little bit. Let's start with the Chiefs. They you think they're a win now mode? I still think they are. I think Travis Kelsey this very well could be his last year of elite production. Maybe next year he gets elite production, but he's going to be off a cliff soon. Juju is going to be our wide receiver one. Hell no, it's he ain't Sky, off the cliff. Kelsey's off a cliff next year. No way, bro. He's old. He's old. He's been doing this for 33. a while. There's no way he goes off a cliff next bro, year. Tight, bro, he gets a ton of work, bro. Tight ends go off a cliff like unlike any other position. So it's not out of the question. But if we're talking this year, Kelsey's going to have a monster year, no doubt. Mahomes is going to have a really good year. You know, Clyde edwards Lair, he doesn't tickle my fancy. I'm not about him. Like Ronald Jones might not even make the roster. They got the kid Pacheco, you know, coming out, running slot routes, playing really well as a running back. But the wide receiving core worries me. McCole Hardman, like, where have you been all my life? Yeah. You are the biggest bust. Like, just because you run as fast as Tyreek Hill doesn't mean you are Tyreek Hill. Losing the cheetah is gigantic. He, he was the big threat because even if Kansas City was not picking up big yards, they had to at least respect him. They shut them down with the cover two shell last year. And now they were a dink and dunk offense. They, should, they shut him down for a little bit, but then Mahomes adjusted. So those weapons you talked about, now he doesn't have to rely on the effort the Tyreek throws. Now he can use Miko Harbin's speed. Now they can use Juju Smith. Now they can what? use MBS. Now they can use Sky Moore. Now they can use Kelsey. Like the weapons are are massive now. Now it's not just, oh, uh, where's Tyreek? I'm running, you know, running for my life. I got to throw it to Tyreek. Now there's options and Mahomes can make the best play, which I trust Mahomes in that scenario. I love Mahomes. I think he's awesome. But, bro, like, this is not going to be what we've expected because Juju, I don't trust. I don't care if he's playing with Mahomes. He might have some good games. Hardman, I don't trust. MVS, okay, fine. Great, bro. Last year you had a you had a lot less drops. I, I don't even know. If, he might have not even had any drops after having nine the year before. Yeah. But Sky Moore's a rookie. I'm just not feeling it with Kansas City's offense the way it would be. I think Mahomes will will them, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's going to be the death not having Tyree Kill. He turned that offense into a complete dynamo as a coverage dictator as well as a, a producer. But more so, their defense is even worse. They lose Tyran Matthew, the heart and soul, a huge contributor. You know, they get Justin – they have Justin Reed there. Like, he's solid. Don't get me wrong. Frank Clark's another year older. Chris Jones is still a dog. Yeah, Nick Bolton yeah. had some good snaps last year. They're, they're big corner right now aside from, you know, the rookies they drafted. Lejarius Sneed, but he's beatable. I think Kansas City, man, like, they're going to have let some ball pains again. Let me it's ask a tough you this. Division, and they have a outside tough of schedule. The outside of the defense, right? They do have a tough schedule. Outside of the defense, though. Kansas City got a lot better on offense. I think you can. I think you can admit that. Like Kansas How? City, even How? even without time, because you add those extra weapons in there, it's not like Juju's just some some peon. It's not like uh, when you get MVS. Like those are now the the second option for is Juju. The third option, MVS, Miko Hartman, who is now the fourth option. Sky Moore, who's a second round pick, is now the fifth option. Like there's weapons across the board. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire is healthier. You get Ronald Jones in, who was a starter for a good portion of the year last year for he uh, might not for even the, make the roster. For the Bucks last year, he did. 
He was on the roster last no, year for the Bucks. No, I'm saying the Chiefs. There's the, the oh. beat reporters are saying Ronald Jones might very well not make the they roster. Got, they got four guys. They signed Jarek McKinnon last year, who, uh, again, last year they re-upped him uh, for another year, who did well in the playoffs last year. Like, they they have weapons. And like you mentioned Pacheco, or however you say his last name, uh, he's been he's been looking good running with the first team as well. So when I look at it, the offense is going to be better. But then I go to the Chargers, I'm like, all they really did on offense, they signed Gerald Everett, they drafted Isaiah Spiller. The offense is going to look damn near the same for the Chargers as well. I don't know about that, man. I got to tell you, I really don't because the running game is just so much better for LAC than it is for Kansas City. You got Austin Eckler who can do it as a running back and a receiver. He dictates how a defense has to, has to cover. But let's real quick talk about Kansas City's schedule. They start out in Arizona. I think they'll probably win that game. Then they get the Chargers. They're going to split with the Chargers, in my opinion. So let's say let's say they win week two against the Chargers. They get the Colts week three in Indy. I think they probably lose that game. I think, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to gash them up in the run. So one and two. Tampa Bay, I think they probably lose that. That's one and three. Vegas, they'll win. That's two and three. Buffalo, they could lose that game. That could yeah. be two and four. San Francisco, Trey Lance is actually decent and doesn't turn the ball over. That could be two and five. They could be two and five heading into their week eight bye. Then they come out, they get the Titans, could lose that game. Jags, they'll beat. Chargers, you said the Chiefs could lose. lose to the Titans? Come on, man. Bro, the after Titans, the bye, the you know Andy Reid's record after the bye. I understand. What I'm saying is it's I wouldn't rule it out because look what the Titans did to the Chiefs last year. Um the Chargers, they have the Chargers. They'll probably lose to them That's because, weird. like I said, they're going to split. The Rams they play, they'll probably lose to them. The Bengals they play, they could lose. Denver, they could split with. Um, you know, I think they'll sweep Vegas. We're, we're talking about a lot of potential losses here, dude. These are a potential lot wins of losses. There too. So you got, you got the Chiefs having a losing record then. I'll tell you what. I actually hit a points bet uh, about a month or two ago just to see what it would be. For the Chiefs to finish last in the AFC West, it wasn't good enough for me to take a ticket on. It was only plus 500. It would have to be about nine to one, 10 to one for me to do it. But I think that it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs did finish last in the AFC West. Not saying they will, but it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. I think they have a very tough schedule. I think there's going to have to be a lot of adjustments on this offense. Mahomes ultimately will will this team to, you know, win a good amount of games and probably yeah. push for a playoff spot. But if the chiefs had a fall off this year, because of that, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. All right. All right. I hear you. I hear you. I just don't see it, man. Chiefs winning that division, man. All right. Well, I'm just going to stick, stick same, it right there. I had the same thing with our boy, Lord, don't lose Lawrence Jackson. We did a whole TikTok same thing? video. We had a TikTok video about it, that he was on the chiefs and I was on the chargers and we went back and forth. Why? I, listen, bro, it's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. You know what it I'm will. Like, I, I like to see it, man. And Chargers, like I said, everybody's darling. So, anyway, that's the AFC. That. We took care of the AFC division winners. Let's, let's knock out the NFC, too. Uh, NFC East. Uh, NFC Least. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, Giants. And the Commanders and the Giants are both sitting pretty decent odds. Are you taking either of them to win the division? No. Carson Wentz. Are you kidding me? He's, he's Who are you weak. rocking he's with? Ment he's mentally weak. Um <laughs> I'm rocking with the Eagles, bro. The, I'm rocking with the Eagles. The, the Cowboys are frauds. They were frauds last year. I knew it. I had the, the Niners crushing them in the in the division, or I think it was a division game. Finally, was even, finally on the same page there. I, I didn't believe in the Cowboys at all last year. I thought they were a bunch of frauds, a bunch of fugazis. The reason I'm taking the Eagles, aside from the trend that the last 10 years, no team has repeated as division champions in the NFC East. 
you know, Philly, I don't like Nick Sirianni. I'll be honest. Like, I don't like yeah. what he does. I like the fact that he finally committed to the run game, though. Because I had Miles Sanders. I drafted him, and he didn't want to use him or run the ball. He thought there was a pass-first offense. And then he discovered some wizardry that we're going to start running the ball. Like, you know, bro, groundbreaking new evidence. <laughs> but, you know, they go out and say, yo, we're going for it. We're going to get A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown. Yeah, that was a good He's move. a stud, bro. He's a man among men. Jalen Hurts. He needs to continue to progress as a passer. I don't think they're going to run him as much. He had a lot of rushing attempts. I think yeah. if you keep doing that, that's just that's not going to help your quarterback hold he up. He finished. He had a, he was hurt last year. He was running in the the end zone, the red zone. He had eight. I want to say he had eight or ten touchdowns somewhere in, the, in that range. Like they were using yeah. him a lot, just even on the goal line. I think hurts. I like hurts. You know, I'm a fan of him. And I think if he can continue to progress as a passer, I think he will take a step forward. Fantasy-wise, you know, I don't know if I'm as high on him as everybody else because last year, as good as he was, a lot of it was garbage time, believe me, because I had him as one of my quarterbacks. <laughs> but, um, you know, they improve their defense. They get uh, James Bradbury. They bring Fletcher yeah. Cox back. They get Hassan Reddick, Anthony Harris playing safety. You know, Dallas Goddard. Goddard's going to rip. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Sanders, Kenny Gamble, they have a team. They're, they got they're, the setup. They got the they got it, man. I, I think it's going to be the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to be locked into the four seed this year. So I'm not mad at that pick, and I don't, I'm not mad. You like you, I like how you said the four pick there because we already know the NFC yeah. least is probably going to be the four seed. Nine and but eight, I, nine and eight probably. When I'm looking at it, you mentioned something about nobody ever repeating, and it's always some mystery team coming out of the depths of the shadow realm to take over that division at some point. And for some reason, I'm looking at Brian it. DeBall over there. I'm looking oh. at Brian DeBall over there. I'm not looking at Daniel Jones. I'm looking at Brian DeBall and just the experience he has. Mike Kafka there as the OC. Like, to me, it just seems like there's a little redemption story for this Giants team. They're not great. And I don't think on paper, I don't think they're really, like, some some crazy team. But when you get a kid like Kayvon Thibodeau, you go and you draft Evan Neal. Like, you're making those moves to take that next leap, right? So, to me, you're getting healthy now. Kadarius Tony's going to be a stud. Saquon Barkley's looking like he's fully healthy. You're getting some of those other options back. It would not surprise me if the Giants took this division, especially we're looking at that, that plus number right there, that plus 700 to me. It's speaking to me. I don't know why. It's a long shot, but I, I'm interested. I'm very, very interested in that one. All right. So, obviously, growing up where I grew up, I'm friends and I know a lot of Giant fans. And people ask me, like, yo, what do you think about the Giants? And I'm like, I'll tell you the same. I'll tell them the same thing that I'll say to you is I think hiring Brian Dable was an awesome hire. You saw what he did for Josh Allen. And I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is Josh Allen by any stretch, but how bad Josh Allen was in 2018. And then he takes the, the huge leap in 2019. I think he could have, you know, on a smaller scale, something to that with Daniel Jones. But I think this year is going to be the year that they have to learn the offense and get familiar like with growing pains. Because obviously, you know, Daniel Jones isn't a rookie, but he's not going to be familiar with this offense. He's still got way too many problems turning the ball over. I think Barkley's going to have a good year. Yeah. Baby Tron finally got to get back together. Tone, Kadarius Tone is going to have a big year. Uh, the defense, you know, they got some pieces. I, I think there's going to be improvement on the Giants, but I don't think it'll necessarily show until next season. Same thing with um, – uh, who are we talking about? Same thing with uh, a team in the AFC West. That, oh, the Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars. It's, 
It's not going to really truly show until next season. But those are the, the ones. Those are, when I'm looking at the chart, I'm looking at like, all right, there's potential there with the number. And to me, it's just the upside. If you're going to take a little bit of upside in a division that's up for grabs, it's not like any one of those teams is just a clear on favorite. Those are the times I'm looking at, all right, if the Giants get hot, and they probably play a weaker schedule just because they finished last in the division. Like, there's an they have opportunity. They the easiest there. schedule. They have the easiest schedule. So, you know, yeah, you could look out for them. I would probably keep an eye on them. It's a fair point. It's definitely worth noting. Uh, I just – I think right now my head's not there. I yeah. just – I don't know, man. I, I don't – I got to see it to believe it because – I'm not going to be like one of these other giant fans where they think their team is it's their year. <laughs> like, you know how many times I heard that growing up? I'm like, bro, All the time. shut been, bro. up. It's not your year. I'll let you know when it's your year, but it's not going to be for a long time. Well, we let's move on to the NFC North. Uh, is anybody, is there, obviously we was talking about the Lions and, and Hard Knocks. Is there anybody in this division that's going to win besides the Packers in your opinion? Vikings. I think it's the Vikings. You got the Vikings taking it, huh? Why? Yes. The Vikings? Same reason why I believe Justin Jefferson is going nuclear this year. He is going to be the offense player of the year. He's going to lead the league in receiving yards. I have that well noted. Put it on NBC Sports Edge. I wrote it up. All that. All that good stuff. But the reason is because Kevin O'Connell's coming in. It's going to be a pass-first offense. But they still have a running game that they're probably going to use Dalvin Cook 20 times a game as a rusher. Something along those lines with his great receiving ability. Thielen's there. Irv Smith's coming back. K.J. Osborne. Jefferson's going to absolutely go ballistic. Their defense is improved. They got Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter coming back. They added a couple pieces in the secondary now. And, like, if if their secondary isn't one of the worst, you know, worst units in the league like last year, they're going to be a good team, bro. And let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. The Vikings were in a one-score game every game last year except for that one against the Lions. And I I think I saw a stat. They would have been 15-2 and if you cut out the last two minutes. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. There's a reason for that, though. I agree, but I think they're going to finish those games. Jay Hen, let's say out of all those one-score close games they lost last year, you cut that in half. They're They're a playoff team that you they're pushing for the division. And They're I think close. with the Packers, I think with the Packers weakened position without Devontae Adams, yeah, they still got Rodgers. They got a good defense. They got Jones. They got Dylan. Fine. I think they're going to be good. But the Vikings played the Packers really well last year. And I think we're going to see a changing of the guard. It wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins, but he's going to have a really good year. I, I think the Vikings, for my money, this is the spot I want to take a shot on the map. I, I cannot be mad at that. And, you know, I, there was also something, if you took away the last two minutes of each game, they had, I want to say it was like 14 and three record or something like that too. So yeah, that, that's, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so I'm not mad at that take at all. You know what? I think I was just kind of pushing you. I want to see if, if they, if you had some substance behind it and you did um, the Vikings to me are, are going to be a good football team. It's just, when I look at the quarterback position, I'm going to go with the guy, Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't like the minus 155, but I'm going to go with the guy who, it does not turn the ball over who even without Devontae Adams is still going to have a good season. Like Kirk cousins to me, is just, he's the the reason why that team tends to be in games and out of games, you know? And to me, I'm going to, I'm going to take the guy, the quarterback that I trust more in that situation. The number is nice. The number is enticing for the Vikings. But if I'm like, if I'm going to get any extra, I'm, I'm going with the lions, bro. Like if I was going to reach, I would go for the lions and just take the upside there. If, if the Packers somehow didn't win the division, 
I'd be looking at the Lions as a team like, all right, maybe something happened and they made the next jump up. But to me, it's Packers all the way. So it's interesting you say that, and I, I don't have a problem with it. Listen, if they win the division, fine. I wouldn't be surprised. But I always tell people, like, when you're looking at buying a division, a, a division winner, you got to see what the odds look like now. You have to take a look into their schedule. And, you know, I, I don't – I would never lay money with a division preseason, well, a winner. I would never do it. It's got to be something along the lines of, like, plus 150 or, or greater – because laying the Packers here, no. But let me tell you something. If you really like the Packers, like we said for um, – for I forget who we were just talking about. Uh, we were talking about the Bills. The Bills, exactly. Right. If we're if you like them to win the division, look at their first four games. They have the at the Vikings. Could lose that one. Home to the Bears, they're going to mop the Bears. They're at the Bucks. They'll probably lose that one. Then they're going to play New England. They could very well lose that one. So after the first four games, they might be one and three. That price is going to come down a little bit. That's the time to buy. Good point. Good point. Take a look at that schedule, man. Johnny V always dropping the gems, baby. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we got two more divisions left. Let's wrap it up uh, with this one right here. The uh, or We got two more divisions left. The AFC South. So we got the Bucks minus 270, clear on favorites. The New Orleans Saints, Panthers, Falcons, I think we can eliminate them 100%, Panthers and Falcons. I saw somebody put 2K on the Falcons to win the Super Bowl. I saw that, that video. Was, oh, my gosh, bro. That was Nick, insane. Our boy, Nick, our boy Nick texted me. goes, is this you? I was like, bro, come on. Let's, let's relax. <laughs> but out of these two, out of these two, Tampa and the Saints, man, who you got? All right, so let's go back to what I was just saying about the Packers. I don't lay big money for a division team. I think, realistically, the place to go is the Saints right now. If you're going to buy anything, it's it's going to be the Saints, and I'll tell you why. Aside from the fact that I think they're going to have a good year, I love Jameis Winston. I think he's going to have a monster year. Olave, he's my offensive rookie of the year. I think Chris Olave's he's drawing similar shades to 2019 Chris Godwin with this connection to Jameis Winston. The defense is going to be good. I think Dennis Allen's going to be a great head coach in his first year. The Bucs, they have problems, whatever. And obviously, let's ignore the head-to-head that the Saints just killed the Bucs in the regular season. This is the big reason why. The Saints divi- or the Saints schedule the first four or five weeks, they very well could be 4-1, and 5-0. and oh. I'm, I'm going to save you the time yeah. of who they're playing. 4-1, and 5-0. Oh. If that's the case, that value is gone. Meanwhile, the Bucs schedule, first four or five games, they might be 0-4, oh 1-4, 0-5. Oh it, it's probably one and four of the first five games. So if that's the case, those prices are just going to turn on its head and flip-flop. So that's why you buy the Saints now before that schedule that becomes 4-0, 5-0 on them. So you buy New Orleans now. I love it. And I think there's a few things to know here. I did the Saints schedule uh, and went through it on in detail for FanDuel. And, bro, I had them going 12-5. and five. And I felt like I was, I was kind of taking away some wins. Just, just for the sake of the video, like I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm giving them too much love, but I love this. Like the Saints probably have a top five defense this year, it, and then the offense is going to match too. They were six and one last year with Jameis as a starter and without weapons. Now you add Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry to the equation. The Saints, to me, that number is way too low, especially when we think about what's happening in training camp right now with the Bucks losing Gronkowski out for retirement, but then also losing Russell Gage today. And the offensive line has been decimated, decimated during the summer. I'm not, I'm not too sure that number shouldn't have increased already. To me, that seems like a great buying opportunity, plus 350 to win the division. Give me that all day on the Saints. Let me tell you something about the Saints real quick. 
I think they very well – you think 12 wins. I, I looked at their schedule. I kind of thought the same thing. I, I don't think that's – I don't think that's outrageous. I think with the weakness of the NFC, the Saints very well could be a dark horse to be the number one seed. I don't think that's a stretch. I really don't. With their, with their schedule, you know, with the way that they can match up with teams – I think them being the number one seed, if you were looking at it, I don't have the, the odds in front of us, what their odds to be the number one seed are. I think that is a very realistic probability or possibility, and it's worth a shot. It's worth a ticket. I think they could win this division, and, you know, I think the Saints could surprise some people this year. I really do. Yeah, I, th- I think so too, man. We're on the same page when it comes to the Saints, and, you know, that's that's not discrediting anything that's going on with Tampa or Tom Brady, but mm-hmm. it just seems like a very good opportunity. The Saints there, to me, it seems like like almost like a you have to take that. If you're betting division winners, it seems like that's one you have to take. And, Jay, hey, let's call it what it is. One more thing, like, bro, I move out of Tampa. I took all the good juju with me. So <laughs> See, TB, be... you, took, you took it with you, huh? I took it with me. Man, well, let's get to my favorite division, the NFC West. It's got a team up there that I, I like, and I think you probably already know where I'm going to go with that one. I, I got the Trey Lance jersey hanging up in the closet. The Niners, baby, I'm looking at plus 200, and, yeah, that's enticing to me. I think the Niners can be the best team in this division. You know, I know you love your Rams. You love Stafford and that Stafford to Cup connection. But to me, I'm looking at a top five defense in the league, potentially might even be the best defense in the league. Um, alongside the only question mark really is Trey Lance, the rookie QB situation. And if that gets figured out and if he's any more dynamic than Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like that's an easy win for the Niners, bro. All right. Well, I'm still going with the Rams. You know, the Super Bowl hangover only applies for a team that loses. The team that wins usually does well. The Rams didn't really lose many pieces from their team last year. Odell still unsigned. They lost a couple guys like Darius Williams. They lost Troy Reader, a couple on the defense. Von, Von Miller, but he was kind of a rental anyway. But yeah. they still got they still got the key pieces, and they added uh, Bobby Wagner. That's a huge yeah. pickup, even at this stage of his career, bro. And you're like, he's a, a team guy. He's a locker room guy outside of the, you know, the obvious – obvious thing that he could still perform on the field and you know if you look at if you look at the Rams dude I still think it's their division to lose I'm not sold on the Niners because I need to see how Trey Lance does and obviously I can't stand Kyle Shanahan I think he just thinks he's the smartest guy in the world if he was he wouldn't have blew two fourth quarter leads in the Super Bowl I think Lance is going to have a lot of struggles they're still not sold on him I think they're going to be tough, but they're probably going to regress a little bit because even though Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling wasn't that high, he was a steady Eddie that steered the ship. He was a captain of the ship that allowed San Francisco to be a playoff team. It's simple as that. You know, I just I see a lot of the things you were talking about with the Chiefs, I see with the Rams playing that very difficult schedule. Like the Rams play a lot of tough teams this year, and the Niners are going to come through. I think a lot of people are going to be underestimating them because of Trey Lance and because of what he brings to the table. But that defense, I think, is going to carry more than people think. And the run game is already solid. If Trey Lance is anything just – if he's remotely normal, he's able to be efficient in the red zone, just not a turnover machine. If he can take care of the football, the sky is the ceiling. Like there's there's no limit for this team because it would be it would be basically what they had with Jimmy last year, just with the ability to throw deep and the ability to run the ball a little bit more effectively. 
and they were already a top team last year. And if the defense, if the defense is elite, like it looks like it's going to be this season, like they were last year, they only let two passers go over 275 yards last year. So to me, I feel like the Niners have a very good opportunity to win this division. Could be like a 13 and four season for them. I probably wouldn't go that far just because there's too much uncertainty. Lance, Lance needs to really develop as a passer. He really has to, but I'll, I'll say this with the Rams, you know, Stafford, the elbow thing, I'm not as concerned about it as everybody's talking about. I, I think he'll be fine. But I think the big thing that we're ignoring is the fact that we're getting Cam Akers fully healthy. They didn't have a run game for most of the year last year, only for probably some time for a month in November to December. But you get yeah. Cam Akers, you get Allen Robinson, a, a legit number two. They lost their legit number two. You know, Beckham, it took him a while to get going, but A-Rob is hungry. He's rejuvenated. You know, they get Buffalo week one. I think they I think they beat Buffalo. Then they get Atlanta. They're going to crack Atlanta. They get Arizona. They'll crack Arizona. At San Francisco, I think they'll lose that game. Home to Dallas, they'll win. Home to Carolina, they'll win. Home to San Francisco, they'll win. Tampa Bay, they'll beat. Arizona, I think they, could, they might lose. At New Orleans, I could see them losing. Kansas City, I think they'll win. Seattle, they win. Vegas, they win. At Green Bay, they lose. Uh, that's that's like five you got right. That's like five L's you got right there. I think Denver they'll probably beat. The Chargers they'll beat. Seattle they'll beat. I think real. I think realistically, 12, 12 13 wins is, is legit for the Rams if they stay healthy. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of tough games, and I feel like just the teams have gotten better. So obviously with injuries, a lot of this changes. We've seen how schedules can look tough, and then you know as the season goes on, things change. So very interesting to see. I think it's definitely one of those two. The Cardinals, to me, I feel like they're a good team, just not good enough to overtake the Rams or the Niners, though. I'm, 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 out, on, I'm out on the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray, he's good, not great. Uh, he, I've heard – through the grapevine from people who have played with him, that he is – he's not really a leader. He is a guy who just shows up and does his job and goes home. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but most of the time, you know, quarterbacks, they got to be – they got to be the leaders in the locker room as well. And I've heard yeah. that Kyler Murray is not that. So, uh, you know – Not that guy. And I'm not – and I don't like Kingsbury either, to tell you the truth. I think his offense is great for stats, for fantasy and all that, but I, yeah. I, real-life football, I don't think it's going to win them – it's going to win them what they're hoping. Yeah, they – they. I don't know, they were playing really well last year, and then they got kind of decimated with injuries too. Kyler going out, D-Hop went out, J.J. Watt got hurt. So, to me, it's just – I don't know. They're, they're kind of a dark horse team, but I just don't believe in them more than the Niners or the Rams. So, we'll find out. I guess we're going to find out real soon. NFL is back, baby. Preseason action coming in this weekend. Uh, it's exciting times, my man. Johnny, bro, we were going to tap into quarter. We got to have you back, bro, soon, like before the season yeah, starts. Yeah, absolutely. Come back and hop on with me, man. We'll talk QB futures next time um, and then answer some questions too. But if, if everybody's interested in, in tapping in with you, man, let them know where to find you, what you got going on right now. Yeah, man, of course. I'm at Twitter at underscore Johnny VTV. I'm on Instagram at Gambling Guinea. And, you know, I'm on NBC Sports Edge, always writing articles, putting out videos and social clips. So definitely tune into the NBCSports.com webpage. And that's where you find the boy. Yes, sir. Let's get it, my man. Well, I appreciate you tapping in with me, man. Like I said, we're going to have you back on sooner than later. Uh, it's been another episode of Justin Henry Show. Make sure you guys subscribe on all social media platforms, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Tap in with me, Justin Henry, with a three instead of an E. And that does it for this episode. Peace out.